question I have is, Mike, for this episode, do I have permission to lean into your expertise as a percussionist for both Justin Bieber, who plays drums, as well as the nameless little drummer boy? Can can oh. I rely on your expertise for that? A hundred percent, Nick. A hundred percent. Absolutely. May, may my wisdom be besmirched or besmirched upon the listenings or listeners' ears Mike, uh, I, for their, for their... Mike, I don't think you know what the word besmirched means. <laughs> Isn't that where you give somebody something? No. No, that's bequeath. Yeah. Oh, may I bequeath? That's what I meant. Oh, besmirch, besmirch is where you uh, is what somebody I do. by... Besmirch is what I do to your reputation on a weekly basis. Ah, uh-huh, right, Like, right. to besmirch be- you would be to say, you don't play drums well. And I'd say, shut up! <laughs> shut up, Mrs. Phillips, I'm trying. <laughs> Ooh, are, are, are we hitting a little too close to home? Mike. Actually, what about Mrs. Woodruff? Mrs. Phillips was the nicest. Shout out to Mrs. Mrs. Woodruff, apparently Mike's high school music teacher. God, she never let me dance in the back. She always told Mike, me to stop dancing you with were, the cymbals. You were a percussionist. You weren't supposed <laughs> to be dancing. Sometimes sometimes the body is, is the most natural percussion is, instrument we can have, Nick. Is that why they call it banging? That's the most beautiful music you can make. <laughs> Well, that certainly reminds me of the song The Little Drummer Boy, the timeless classic Christmas song, which we are going to be discussing at least a version of that on this week's episode of The Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am Nick Brigadier. Our host. (laughs) And I'm Mike Russell. And I'm also the host, Steve Trollinger. I think we can say we're collectively co-hosts. Steve, you know, I'm going to say officially now... I think it's been 139 episodes you've been on. You are no longer a special guest on this podcast. You are officially, as of this day, a co-host. I am knighting him remotely. Oh, oh my God! I, I, I wow! Speech, I'd already, I already, I, I had already made that change to my resume like two and a half years ago. Well, you were just thinking positively because you knew it would happen. Um, if it is your first time listening to the episode to this podcast, it's everyone's first time listening to this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Today is exciting because today is the first episode of um, our getting back in the swing of Christmas songs. I always love this time of year. I think <sighs> Mike and I are in agreement on our love of Christmas music and commercial Christmas as well. It's a beautiful time, Nick. It's a beautiful time to be happy, celebrate sea lights, and spend money for no good reason. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Sorry I love to keep Christ in Christmas. Sorry. Well, Steve, there's going to be no Christ anywhere in this episode because the sweet baby Jesus loved commercial Christmas. Well, he had people delivering him presents right from the get-go on the first day, bringing him gold, myrrh, and frankincense. And as the song, the original Christmas song, The Little Drummer Boy demonstrated, sick beats as well. Yes, it was uh, the three the three wise kings of the Orient, the very first, uh, very first Amazon Prime, I guess. Back when you could say Orient. Um, but no, so this week we are discussing a song. Now, the song, and guys, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna say this up front. You have to, when saying the song title, say the whole song title the way it appears on the album. Because some people say this song is Justin Bieber's version of The Little Drummer Boy, which is not true. The title of the song on the CD is Drummer Boy featuring Buster Rhymes. So you have to call it that every time from here on out. And I'll tell you, I love that Busta Rhymes really had a Christmas run, you know? Like, he's in this, and then he was in with Jim Carrey and the Grinch on the Grinch soundtrack. Busta Rhymes, he gets into Christmas, let me tell you what. I I owned that album. Steve, it's like my favorite Christmas album, (laughs) right next to Bing Crosby. Christmas is going to the dogs. But now I'm sure most, if not all, of our listeners, regardless of your religious affiliation, you've probably heard some version of the song "Drummer Boy." And if you have heard, if you have not heard Justin Bieber's version of it, there, there's really no point because it sounds exactly like every single other version of the song sounds. It truly captures the spirit of it, the emotion of it. In fact, let's just play a little bit of it, just you know, for the sake of redundancy. Yeah, I'm on the drum, yeah. 
on the beat because the beat goes dumb and I only spit heat because I'm playing with the sun. Ah, uh, just as, as timeless today as it was when it was first written. Steve, you seemed less than enthused when I mentioned very recently before we started recording that we were going to be doing another Justin Bieber song. Well, there was the notion that I, I've heard sacrilege before, <laughs> but I've never heard the concept of sacrilege given form and body. So that was unique. <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed the boat on this because when I saw Justin Bieber had a Christmas album, obviously we've looked over Justin Bieber's discography many times as a bad music podcast, but I always saw the titles and I assumed they were just a bunch of straight covers of just, you know, timeless Christmas songs. I didn't realize that there were original lyrics added to these timeless classics. There were rap breaks added to these. He truly made these songs his own. And I like, Steve, I hate to say, I love this song because this song is such a mess on so many levels, but it's a mess in interesting, unique ways. We've covered a lot of bad music on this podcast, but this song achieves things on like a symbolic level that other it's songs have not achieved. You're saying it's the Mike Russell of Christmas songs? What does that Ooh. what does that mean, Steve? It's it's a mess but in interesting ways. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I guess I guess uh judgment was on someone's Christmas list, but I don't even think Mike asked for that. Wow. Wow. No, I didn't. I guess that, is that my call, Steve? Is that what I get? Have I been a bad boy this this year? I don't know. You I mean, tell maybe. me. <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching you while you're sleeping and while you're awake. See, you do kind of look like Santa Claus with the beard. And you're the oldest one here. Did you just call me fat? Look, we, we've all put on the COVID-15, okay? There's no shame in that. Put those claws back in. Put this... <laughs> Says the guy who just a minute ago called Mike a mess. An he didn't even say one. hot mess. He just said mess. An interesting mess. It's like Jackson an Pollock interesting is an interesting mess. mess. That's like some. <laughs> but guys, we digress. We've got we've got to focus on the meaning of Christmas, which this song is also obviously all about. Now, uh, we the last time we discussed Justin Bieber was on our hundredth episode of this podcast, where we kind of covered his career up until that point. So we're not going to dive too deep into Justin Bieber himself. I would recommend any listener uh, check out that episode to hear about the time he abandoned a monkey at an airport in Germany, uh, uh, among other fun that facts. Poor monkey. I know. Who knows if that monkey's still alive? I really hope that marrying Stephen Baldwin's daughter has really gotten him uh, more, given him more of a moral high ground than he used to have, taught him the error of his ways, and taught him to be morally superior to others in a different negative way. Like, before, he's a douchebag, right? But now, he's got a higher calling, He's been right. given permission to be a douchebag for the Lord. <laughs> what is he, like a Joel Olstein now? I would listen to <laughs> like, a gospel album called Douchebag for the Lord. Ooh, that would be a great Kanye West album title. No. <laughs> I would totally you know, listen the to Lord, that. The Lord needed some douchebags, though. You know, he had a lot of work to get done. And then the Crusades happened. <laughs> like... Christian history in a sentence. Yeah, too many of them got in one place, and you can't have that. They've got to be spread out. Once they find each other, then you, then you, the whole thing snowballs. All right, but guys, before we get into Justin Bieber's version of this song, very quickly, um, I thought it would be helpful to explain the origin of the original song, The Little Drummer Boy, because to be honest, when it comes to Christmas classics, I have no concept of how old or recent any of these songs are. You, if you told me Little Drummer Boy came out in 1805, I would believe you. If you told me it came out in 1965, I'd believe you. Turns out it was somewhere in between those years. It was written in 1941, actually, by Catherine Kennicott Davis, who was a music teacher and classical composer, um, and wrote it in 1941. But the first time it was ever recorded was in 1951, by a group called the Trap Family Singers, who was an Austrian singing family. The Von Trapp Family Singers? The, you know, uh, George Von Trapp was the uh, dad, so... You guys seriously don't know about the Von Trapp Family Singers? I did not know about the Von Trapp Family Singers, no. You've never watched The Sound of Music? Y yes. Why? Wait, why? That's them. Oh, no kidding! The Sound of Music is about the Von Trapp Family Singers, who were real people that ha that, that actually really happened to. You know... Makes a lot more sense. 
Um, Wait, hold on. I'm, 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 hold on. Uh, my brain is belting down. So you researched the Von Trapp family singers, and at no point came across the fact that the that the movie, the sound of the musical, the sound of music was about them. Steve, I was so narrowly focused on their Christmas album that it did not come up. No, not even like I. I think I was like Von Trapp sounds real familiar. I'm glad you know you what got, you know what this is why to every college and graduate student out there, this is why you don't rely on Wikipedia as your primary method of research. Steve, I'm not gonna lie. Everything I saw called them the Trap Family Singers. Literally Von Trapp did not show up, which maybe would have rung a bell. You know, it's 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 a long shot, but maybe it would have. But, okay, so Steve, regardless, they were the ones who recorded the very first version of this song. Did they also invent trap music? Was that like their descendants, uh, the trap trap family beats? Like- Mike, st- Mike, stick a pin in that because it's funny you mentioned that. Because this is what the song originally sounded like. So you know, it's 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 um. It's, oh, it's beautiful. It oh. is. It, it, it undeniably cr- is. Cr- but I will say, Mike, I was in a similar position when I heard that the Trap Family singers are the ones who did this. I really was hoping for something a little bit more modern and upbeat. In fact, I was hoping for it so much, and I was so disappointed that before we started recording, I tried to figure out what would that maybe sound like if they were actually the modern Trap Family singers. And this is what I came up with that I whipped up. Oh, Nick, I love you. It's truly, it's what could have been, you know, maybe, maybe someday. That's what, that's what the world needs, Nick. That's what we need. We don't need we this need Justin. We, we need the Trap family with one P, not two. Oh, you're gonna, you, you should redo all their songs and, and just add some beats, baby. What a way to spend the rest of my life. <laughs> Adding beats to the Trap family singers. I can't believe that this poor family escaped the goddamn Nazis so that some asshole in 2020 could throw a fat beat Behind their music. And that <laughs> asshole is you, Nick. <laughs> Steve, it's important to give Christmas presents to yourself as well. That was my gift to me. Okay, but regardless, this song has obviously since then become a perennial Christmas classic, constantly played, um, until we got to the point where uh, Justin Bieber did his version of it on his second studio album, Under the Mistletoe, released in 2011, which ironically enough, we covered Miley Cyrus last week, uh, who recorded her song Party in the USA at 17. And Justin Bieber was also 17 when uh, he did this album. That that segue, by the way, has got to be one of the weirdest long story shorts I've ever heard. It's like you went right for... Anyway, so the Von Trapp family singers, they sang this version, and then one thing led to another, and now here's Justin Bieber doing it 40 or 50 or 60 years later. It's like there's got to have been a story in between those two moments, right? Oh, yes, Steve. I could cover the 800 different versions of drummer boy that were covered in the interim time if you truly want to oh like good old nat king cole man he that album we had that album growing up nat oh my god his voice is like melted chocolate it's at your core man we're not listening to his great version we're listening to justin bieber's uh, this album, though, obvious, I, I say obviously, it should go without saying, was incredibly successful, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, sold 210,000 copies as first, its first week, uh, became the first Christmas album by a male artist to debut at number one, which must have made Michael Bublé lose his goddamn mind. And I loved that uh, in the credits for this version, which we're about to get into, um, the songwriters are credited as Catherine Davis, the original composer, Henry Onorati, Harry Simeona, who was another person who kind of solidified the composition. And then later on, it says, with additional raps written by Justin Bieber and Busta Rhymes. And there's just something about seeing original composer Catherine Davis with additional raps by Busta Rhymes. (laughs) If only you could so easily write yourself into the history books that way. (laughs) 
Um, so with that, actually, let's get into the song in earnest. A dissection is imperative. Uh, I started a little bit further ahead, but let's start at the beginning. Now, Mike, I got to say, you said when you listened to this, you didn't mind the beginning of it, which I don't know if I agree with. I would say it's not as bad as what comes, but I it does that thing where, look, Christmas classics, this, this is my hot take of the episode, Christmas classics are kind of like All-Star by Smash Mouth. They're past the point where anyone is actually thinking about the lyrics. They just simply exist. They're just they're just they're they're a they're a force of nature, they're a fact of life. Nobody's listening to the lyrics. However, it becomes really apparent when like pop stars cover classic Christmas songs. Like they're not nobody's even consciously thinking what the lyrics are about. They're just doing their own overwrought version of it slash contemporary version. But of Nick, it. are you trying to say? Are you trying to tell me? Are you telling me that you have a problem with the Copyright. beautiful voice? Copyright. <laughs> you can't say I that on the like show anymore. I feel not say it on the show anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> but that uh, you've, you've got an issue with, you know, Justin Bieber throwing a little flair. Because he's a very pretty voice. I'm not going to pretend he doesn't. Like, I'm listening to this thing, and I'm like, that's nice. It's I'm not, not pretending when I'm saying he doesn't have it. I, I'm not pretending when I say he doesn't have that voice. I think it's fine. I think it's nice. It's no it's Nat King It's mostly a robot. It's what? It's mostly a robot. What? You think it... Wait, 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 whoa, oh, whoa, Steve, whoa. Every, there... every modern artist has production added to their vocals. Oh, no, no, Nick. Let's not even go down that road. I think that's bullshit. I respect the artists that don't throw that shit on their vocals. Unless... Unless they're doing something experimental. No, I think covering Christmas songs, if you're a pop star... Is it's a tough battle because you have two options. Um, option one is you just do them as traditionally as possible with like the standard kind of Christmas background music, and you just try to sing them as well as you can, or you try to do your own kind of spin on it, your own version of it, which I think is always risky and eighty percent of the time does not sound good. Uh, Justin Bieber kind of does neither of them, as as we'll see. He just freestyles along with Buster Rhymes, with additional raps by Buster Rhymes, and just comes up with his own spin on it with lyrics that don't actually have anything to do with the other. Well, and that's where I have a problem with this. But up until now, you're good with it. See, now, yeah, what, you call a, what you call a tough balancing act, I call easy money. Because that's all these ever are for these artists. Easy Money. Are you calling you, it a Christmas cash grab, Steve? If you have some sort of look, if you have some sort of platform like a newly christened pop star or even an older pop star would have, your like Christmas is a built-in thing for you. All you got to do is do. You don't even have to come up with anything new. All you have to do is already be famous for singing. Have someone produce an album of you covering songs that have been covered a hundred thousand times before, and then you make X amount of money, and then that's that's just it's pro forma. That's just what they do now. You that's know what, what they've done for many many years. Steve, it's like when you see someone that you like step up to the karaoke mic, and you're like, I've heard this song a million times, but goddamn it, I'm excited to hear them sing it because I like them. Yeah. Right? Well, there's that. The the only the, there is technically a third option they didn't mention, but it's so tough to achieve, is to write a new contemporary Christmas classic. And I think the last time that was truly done was by Mariah Carey. Oh God, she's good. She God. Steve, Steve, I I see Steve getting his elephant rifle from the back. Steve, you cannot deny it is a ubiquitous Christmas classic that no, was an original if I, song. If I were to deny that. It would then give lie to my hatred of it. So why would I deny that? There, there's a um, what's another one? I like the acapella group that did the Twelve Days of Christmas, Pentatonics. but that's not really. 
Yeah. I hate pentatonics. I hate pentatonics. <laughs> they, they were also on my list of Christmas, the, the, the list of three or four Christmas songs I, I had for this year. They were also on that list. <laughs> Who needs humans anymore when you can have robots sing your songs perfectly harmonized? I just said that. I know. I'm, I, I, I concur. All right, but regardless, I don't. I don't know how to not be adversarial to you. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's the time of giving. I don't know how to not be adversarial. All right, but regardless, so Justin Bieber is at the very least sticking to the original lyrics, which um, we didn't even really discuss. But everyone knows, little kid shows up to baby Jesus, doesn't have any presents, but he brought his sick ass snare drum and plays a little bit for him. Um, but let's continue. There we go. All right, let's discuss Ugh. that little chunk first because this Nick was Nick Cannon. What are you doing here? I I believe once again when the song said additional raps written by Justin Bieber, something tells me this was the part that was written by Justin Bieber. Rum pum 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 pum. pum. Yeah, I'm on the drum. Yeah, I'm on the snare drum. Yeah, I'm on the beat because the beat goes dumb, and I only spit heat because I'm playing for the sun. Which, spitting heat, playing for the sun, the sun is hot, son of God, Jesus, connections. Those are spelled two different ways. That's the point. It's like it's like when uh, Richard III starts with, now is the winter of this discontent. Made glorious summer by the son of York. It's a pl- it's a play on mm. words. Basically, mm. I'm saying uh, Justin Bieber is like Shakespeare. Well, see now you were about to score a point over me, but then you went and said that last bit. So now I can't I can't give that to you anymore. The beat goes dumb. Yeah, what you, the hell does that mean? It's like Jesus I, I, loves some dumb beats, yo. Yeah. Like, oh man, this is so dumb. I had I had it going, and now I've just. It's like when you say oh, something just, stupid. It's like that's great. Isn't that what like really? Lil Pump was saying? Like his songwriting process was like he waits for the stupidest beat, like that, like you know, a dumb beat. It's it it's 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 something that gets you moving that you don't have to think too hard about. That's a dumb beat. That's what I, I assume. Uh, that's what. Justin Bieber is insinuating the little drummer boy performed for Baby Jesus. The dumbest beat. <laughs> Hot is cold, well, up is to, down, dumb is smart. No offense to the original little drummer boy, but uh, in all honesty, if you're going to perform for a baby, I think smashing on a, on, a, on a drum as loud as you fucking can with some sticks scaring the shit out of a baby. Well, babies don't want to listen to that. You know, they like soothing... Nice. Yeah. And their like, eardrums are fragile. Like flutes. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, destroying the eardrums of this small this small baby of God. Uh I mean, I don't know I don't know who let the those parents decide that was a good gift to give. Someone should have sat that kid down and been like, "Listen, you know, why don't why don't you write him a letter? Why don't you write him like <laughs> He'll for, read it for later. 10 years from now. <laughs> um assuming he could read. A lot of people couldn't back then. Uh, also, I feel like maybe what just... What do you call an old world dumb, Nick? As dumb as this beat? <laughs> the only thing more ignorant than people in circa 0 AD. The only thing dumber is this beat. Uh, also, I think Justin Bieber might be doing some revisionist history. Because up until this point, we were hearing the actual lyrics to Little Drummer Boy. And now, I think he's, like I said, revisionist, his, revisionist historying his own version of Justin Bieber as this drummer boy. Because, weirdly enough, Justin Bieber is, he's a a multi-instrumentalist. He can play drums. And I think he is presenting a version of himself possibly as this drummer boy now, who's all about about dropping sick beats. But let's find out more. Yeah, I'm on the drum, yeah, I'm on the snare drum. Yeah, I'm on the beat, because the beat goes dumb. And I only spit heat, because I'm playing for the sun. Playing for the king, playing for the title. I'm surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. I'm so tired. Uh, would, would the fuck two Catholic fuck. co-hosts like to <laughs> cut, weigh in on that? Playing for the king, playing for the title. I'm surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. As a Catholic, Nick, I'm not allowed to take any enjoyment in in my faith. So I oh, can't actually... Right. That is 
is not how it works, Steve. Come on. What about when we're in there on Sundays and we're just sending up to God, being like, Lamb of God, what's up? Or like when we when you get to sing the, the Our Father instead of saying it. Don't you ever do yeah. that? Yeah. Okay, so what kind of Catholic church do you go to, Mike, where people actually sing things and not mindlessly intone them? to get through the rest of the day. Mike, are you sure you haven't accidentally been going to a Baptist church this whole time? Nah, St. Al's Roman Catholic, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Oh, shit, guys, I've been Protestant this whole time. I'm so sorry. Oh, I, well, I hunt out with the Protestants a bit. You know, don't tell my parents, but... <laughs> oh, my goodness, you've hung out with Protestants. Get the gun. <laughs> They're just, okay. This, they, isn't, I, this isn't Ireland circa 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Ireland circa 30 years ago is basically Plattsburgh present day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of car bombs. Whoa. Uh, no, that's a good time. <laughs> okay. No, Mike, not the drink, the actual bombing of cars. <laughs> um, okay, so Justin Bieber says he's playing f- for the king, but then he also says playing for the title, which is he is, he, is Justin Bieber implying... He would like to co-opt the title of Son of God. I don't want to read too deep into this, but that's kind of what it sounds right, like. Nick. Yeah, I think I think he is. I think he's coming up. He's like, "What up, baby? Oh, what? Oh, you uh, you the Son of God? Oh, you think you're gonna save all humanity? What, being a little baby there? You got a little nativity scene going? Well, I'm better you... than any baby. What? I'm Justin Bieber. I'm just. I wrote just... a song called Baby. <laughs> that's how much of a not baby I seen, am. Have you seen this drum? Well, listen to this. Yeah, Mary, you're going to want to adopt me real fast. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Joseph. Jesus, Jesus doesn't have your DNA either. It's going to be pretty much the same. Jo- Joseph's over there on the phone like, like Chuck Berry's cousin in that Back to the Future scene. is like, Michael, Archangel Michael, it's Joseph, your cousin Joseph. <laughs> You know that new sound the crisis looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the drum. Yeah, I'm on the drum, drum. Oh, that would have been a great Justin Bieber song to put on his Christmas album. It's just called Baby, parentheses, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now it was like, baby, baby, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but regardless, he says he's surprised you didn't hear this in the Bible. You know, the Bible says a lot of things. I actually wouldn't be surprised. What? I'm the drummer boy, so do do. But Mike, even before we got to that, we got um, I'm so tight, I might go psycho. Christmas time, so here's a. Uh, and then he says recital, but I guess you'd have to say, here's a recito to make it rhyme with psycho. Recito. I'm, it's a recito. It, I'm so bad like Michael, I know, assuming Michael Jackson. I'm still young, but I go, I go. Stupid, stupid, love like Cupid. I'm the drummer boy, so do it. Do it. Uh, do it. And, and then with that, we not so seamlessly go back to the original lyrics of Drummer Boy. <sighs> I'm so tight, I might be psycho. Is that a thing? Tightly wound makes you crazy? I, I guess if you go tightly wound, yes, because otherwise, I mean, you know, they say from a Christmas carol, they would. there was that game that um, his nephew was playing where they say tight as a drum, so he could be implying that as well. Stiff as a board? Light as a feather? Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Uh, tight as a drum. So uh, he could be leaning into that, although that would be giving Justin Bieber a lot of credit on Dickensian prose, which might be a little bit of a stretch, much like the tightness of the drum well i don't know are we assuming that he meant to make a shakespearean wordplay i think you should always assume justin bieber meant to make shakespearean wordplay if he starts rapping things like thou spleeny bellied penny farthing then we can (laughs) then we can safely assume god the b-sides on this album are weird (laughs) i just i i'm still young but i go i go like i don't know i don't know i think he's he goes hard on that drum banging away next to an infant and he just loves talking about how dumb he is doing it. No, the the beat is dumb. He's not dumb. I don't know, man. <laughs> stupid, stupid, love like Cupid. That's a wrong holiday. Yeah, this is Christmas, motherfucker. We ain't in February. 
if you're trying to extend Christmas from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, then there's a special place reserved in hell for you, my friend, and I will send you there. But guys, the song Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes would not be truly the song Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes without Busta Rhymes coming in at some point. So actually, as he goes back into the traditional lyrics of the song, we start to hear little little, little ad-libs pop in of uh, Mr. Rhymes. I'm a poor boy to I love how out of place everything is. Because if if you assume that literally Justin Bieber's back to being the uh, personification of the drummer boy at in front of the baby Jesus in the manger right now, and you just hear Busta Rhymes chiming in every so often, talking about gathering around the mistletoe, which why would you even be doing that near the baby Jesus anyway? You and know he's saying it to Mary. You know he's saying it to Mary. You think he's right just, after Mary gives birth, Busta Rhymes shows up in Bethlehem to score like a quick kiss? Oh, in front yo, of Joseph, because Joseph's already kind of a cuckold anyway. What with the whole, you know, not really even being baby Jesus's dad. So you think he's just gonna let Buster Rhymes come in, dude? This is here's what happens. You know, Bieber tells Busta, he's like, "Listen, I got a performance going on. Be here seven o'clock sharp." And Busta's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he shows up fifteen minutes late, and he's you know fashionably <laughs> late, of course. But the course. performance has already started. But you know, Busta, he knows where to be, and he pops in. And he, you know, Justin's Justin's going. And he's like, "Hey, this is a hell of a party! Look at all these donkeys and uh, llamas and stuff. Great! Hey, what's up, you guys? What's up, you guys? Smoking some of that sense? Let me get some of that frankincense. What's going on? Hey, <laughs> hey, Mary, yo! I like your mistletoe. version of history so much better. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. You know, Justin's playing his drum. He's sweat sweating a little bit. He's a little nervous. He's been, you know, he just had his big he. he he brought in some crazy lyrics and made a dumb beat. Now he's trying to get back to normal and busts like in his ear, like, hey, what up, beeps? <laughs> just, hold on, busts. I'll be there in a second. Give me a second. <laughs> the references just start getting more and more modern to the point where it doesn't make any sense anymore. It's like, matter of fact, instead, meet me out of the parking lot by the five guys. <laughs> <laughs> he may as well have. <laughs> but as you said, um, Buster Rhymes loves Christmas, and actually, he seems to love every holiday, because prior to this song, my only uh, reference to Buster Rhymes' love of holidays was specifically with Halloween. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Just... Oh, that's my favorite. My, one of my favorite... Li- I'm surprised this didn't end up in the top ten of the AFI's 100 favorite movie lines list. You mean Halloween Resurrection, the eighth Halloween movie, where Buster Rhymes busts in to the room and says, trick or treat, motherfucker, before he hits Michael Myers with a shovel and then electrocutes him in the nuts. He fucking karate kicks a door and it explodes. And then he walks in and says, trick or treat, motherfucker, and then karate's the shit out of Mike Myers. (laughs) Exactly. So I obviously knew he loves Halloween, but I didn't really know that that his love of holidays extended to Christmas. But I was very happy that they did. Um, Now, it's funny. At first, I was trying to research... Um, how Buster Rhymes got involved in the song, but then I realized, wait a second, Buster Rhymes' lyrics are literally him just explaining how he got involved in the song, which is wild. I don't think that's ever happened. It's like, okay, yeah. Buster Rhymes, <laughs> you need to write lyrics for this song, and he's like, oh shit, I don't know what to write. Uh, and then he just says, wait, what if I just talk about the process? What if I get meta and just talk about the process by which I was hired to do this song? Because as he begins. Now, Nick, Nick, many of our international listeners have asked us in the past to, when it comes to music, not necessarily in their native language, to give them an idea, because it's kind of hard to keep up, because, you know, we speak it faster than they speak it, just like they speak their language faster than we speak it. Special dispensation must be given, though, for anything wrapped by Buster Rhymes, who speaks English at a speed that most Americans cannot mentally comprehend. 
No, I was going to say, Busta Rhymes especially is uniquely gifted to spit out words at a remarkable clip yes so he said yo at the table with the family having dinner blackberry on the hip which gives you a sense of when the song was written uh and then it gave a little flicker then i took a look to see before it activates the ringer because he's at dinner with his family and it's very rude for his blackberry to go off came to realize that my homie bieber hit me on the twitter so according to buster rhymes it was a uh Twitter DM that prompted his whole contribution to the song. Now, once again, I don't know how Busta's lyric has anything to do with the Virgin Mary and the baby Jesus, but uh, that's what he's bringing so far. But they in, were his, there. in his defense, Justin Bieber's contribution didn't seem to either. This is this is incredible. I know, this isn't is it? Incre- he's literally... <laughs> Obviously, guys, what's happened here is that Busta Rhymes has accidentally time-traveled to the birth of Christ. <laughs> And then as Busta Rhymes goes up to the baby Jesus, he says, Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, wouldn't, it probably would have been, Happy birthday, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay. Whoa. Lots whoa. happening. Dude, a lot of... <laughs> Sound that Buster Rhymes <laughs> is a messy eater. He's in the middle. He's, he, he is just... He's got eggnog flowing. He's got... He's got... What's he got on his fingers? Chinchillas? No, he's... Uh, oh, he's pulling out a chinchilla. He's got food up on his fingers. I, You know, Buster <laughs> Rhymes has long been an advocate of not using silverware regardless of the meal. So he's just going to town on this, like tr- feeding trough style. Uh, <laughs> sipping on eggnog, which is probably alcoholic too. So he's a little tipsy. Oh, of he's course. Getting, he's, yeah, of course. You know, it's the holidays. You got to. Um, so yes, he says, uh, then I hit him back despite the fact that I had food on my fingers. Sipping eggnog with a little sprinkle of vanilla, which is the way to do it. He, If, if he mentioned he put some nutmeg on it too, that's, 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 that's the, that's the, that's the real Holy Trinity. Uh, uh, he's, even though he's kinda, rap, what he's wrapping, he's wrapping his activities with the fine tooth comb of someone who starts every story with, "Well, first I woke up." Yeah, no shit. You, that's what you did. You, that part of the story isn't required for me to understand the context of the story. You just, you, I assume that part, and then we move on. You don't have to waste breath on that. That is how that is how deep he gets into what he is doing in the span of I guess thirty seconds. He's basically Will Smith if Will Smith rapped about fifty times faster. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Ooh, I don't know if Bust, I don't know if Buster would like that comparison. <laughs> They're both storytellers. Uh, but then Buster says, even though it's kind of cold, I'm pulling out a chinchilla. Now I checked Wikipedia and Urban Dictionary to see if there's any other definition of chinchilla other than just the actual animal. Like, is this some slang term for like mittens that I don't know of? I couldn't find anything. So as far as I know, Buster Rhymes actually owns a chinchilla that he brought with him to Justin Bieber. It's a what? It's what? A is he holding on to it to keep his hands warm? Like, oh, hello, little chinchilla. No, it's, it's cold out here. It's a coat. It's a chinchilla coat. That's a thing. You just abbreviate it to chinchilla? Yeah. How many chinchillas do I got to slaughter to get into a coat? I don't know, Mike. I haven't done that particular set of math. It's not like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, Mike. I can't just guesstimate how many chinchillas it takes to make a coat. (laughs) One! Wham! Two! Wham! That'd be a a fun new fair game. Instead of, like, guess how many jelly beans are in, like, the giant jar, they just hold up a coat. Guess how many chinchillas were murdered to make this coat? Ten! (laughs) Fifty! You there, young man with the baseball cap! You're right! Fifty dead chinchillas! Fifty! Fifty! Come get your chinchilla coat and a... I bring you chinchillas pa-ra-pa-pa-pum Pum-pum-pum-pum! Oh, oh! Oh, hold on! I'm being given I'm being given sideline notation here. 150 pelts to make a chinchilla coat. 150. Oh my god! And Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes is pretty tall. I imagine they have to have, like throw an extra 10 ones in there just to make the coat long enough. Maybe that is actually what Buster Rhymes was going to give to the baby Jesus. So the wise men have got myrrh, gold, and frankincense, all that jazz, and then he's got like a sweet chinchilla coat. <laughs> 
Oh my god, I want to see baby Jesus wrapped up in a chinchilla coat from Buster Rhymes. That, oh, that is what the Bible needs. I mean, considering that, considering that, um, the time period in which this would take place would mean that there are no synthetic fabrics. All, all fabrics are made in some way, shape, or form from, or not all fabrics, but, you know, all the really warm shit is made from some sort of animal or another. So, like, on the one hand, it wouldn't be too crazy for Jesus to own a chinchilla coat, I guess. But on the other hand, it's morally, I think he morally would be against it. Wait, wait, wait. So, baby Jesus wrapped in a chinchilla coat provided by Buster Rhymes. As Justin Bieber would say, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that in the Bible. <laughs> um, uh, okay, but he's, he's, he's far from done. And then I took a look to see before it activates the ringer came and realized the homie people hit me on the Twitter. Then I hit him back despite I had some food up on my finger, sipping eggnog with a little sprinkle of vanilla, even though it's kind of cold. I'm pulling out a chinchilla. Bieber hit me back and said, let's make it hot up in the winter. I said, cool, cool. You know I'm going to deliver. Let's collaborate and make the holiday a little bigger. Uh, I love Buster Rhymes. I can't even, even if it's ridiculous nonsense that does not fit in with the drummer boy whatsoever. I just love it. He's like, yo, let's make it happen in the winter. I said, cool. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool, Busta. To say let's make it hot and his reply is cool. Yeah. yeah. Busta's done it again. Mike, Mike, is the, uh, Mike is the second in command to the main mean girl of the high school if the mean girl is Busta Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny, Busta. Oh my god. I devote myself to your teachings. <laughs> the Zen of Busta. I'd pay for that course. Ah. Uh, Chapter one. Trick or treat, <laughs> motherfucker. Busta <laughs> rhymes, more like Busta Cohen's. That's a hilarious joke for five people. I'm I'm like I know that's a punchline, but I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> Mike, are you laughing because you looked it up and you understand now? Steve can't move on, Mike, until you laugh and understand. I can't. The show is uh, the show must cry to a halt. Hold on a second. Let's see. Busta Cohen's. Hold on, Steve. You might have to give more context. Whoa! I didn't realize that Busta Rhymes lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I take it that's not the punchline. He took a before and after shoot. Yeah, he looks good. But is Busta Cohen's is that is that a weight law? Is that like Weight Watchers for for famous people? No, what? a Cohen is a Zen expression that simplifies a uh, a fact of a fact of life in like a pithy way, such oh. as trick or treat, Just, motherfucker. We were talking about Zen. I was thinking about Zen Buddhism, and then I was a Cohen is a type of poem which uses rhymes so you know what fuck you guys I, steve i typed in buster cohen's and the first thing that came up was buster rhymes shares dramatic before and after photo of body transformation don't ever give up on yourself and if that ain't the most zen shit i've ever heard then i don't know what is that ain't you ain't that ain't funny steve it's inspiring and you know what? Considering the last lyric we just heard was Buster Rhymes said, you know I will deliver. Let's collaborate and make the holiday a little bigger. Do you think he was referring to himself before he went on the weight loss? I think it was too much trick-or-treating well, that led the to the weight gain. Motherfucker. All that candy. All that candy. All that. Well, he's got food all over his fingers. But before he can even he's answering a phone like that, he must have been a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Bieber reached out to him at his lowest point. But fortunately, it sounds like he turned everything around. And Steve, thank you for giving us the one takeaway where we actually learned something new this episode. Whatever. <laughs> Steve, Always I'm sorry us. I don't have uh, Buddhism terminology off off the top of my head as readily as Zen Buddhist Mr. Trollinger, you do. You're right, Nick. It's my fault I went to college. <laughs> Om. My God, can we get back to the Jesus? <laughs> yes, oh, I love it. All right, hang on. So yes, uh, let's collaborate and get the holiday a little bigger. By which I mean my waistline. Ohm is a mantra that's totally different. Oh, it's close enough. 
You know I'ma deliver, let's collaborate and make the holiday a little bigger. Before we work, I gotta get this off. See the other family members and drop gifts off. Then I'm headed to the studio, cause ain't nothing stopping. How you know we about to turn it up and really get it popping now? People everywhere and all our Twitter followers. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah! Merry now. Wait. <laughs> is that, is that what Bus, is that what Bus Rhymes brought to the table? What, what, uh, which thing specifically? Is his story about answering a oh, tweet? Oh yes, yes. In the broad <laughs> concept of it, that is all he has to bring to the table. Let's make the holiday a little bigger by talking about how I got a tweet to to do that, and then I'll just wrap it all up in a nice little bow. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, and Happy Hanukkah. That is the high-profile rap equivalent <laughs> of not doing an English project and instead writing a paper about how you were going to write it. <laughs> oh, Buster Rhymes, you son of a bitch. You did it again. <laughs> Wait, can you play the Hanukkah part again real quick? Yes. Hang on. Really get it popping now. People everywhere and all our Twitter followers. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. Okay. I was about to, I couldn't tell because I was about to give him, um, I was about to give him props for his breath control because I thought that he had used the, the proper like glottal for Hanukkah, like a Hanukkah, like an actual Hanukkah. Like I thought he had done that. Yeah, I thought he had done that while also, like, spitting it that fast. Like, the the amount of breath control that would take would have been superhuman, especially with it at the end of the sentence like that. But he didn't, so I take it all back. Also, listen, I am, I'm pro-holiday. You know, I love all the holidays. <laughs> so, brave. Love- so, okay. brave. so brave. So brave. So brave. But this song is literally about going to see baby jesus is it though mike what has the song become at this point no 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 what what are we what's hanukkah have to do with any of this what does hanukkah have to do with the with the baby jesus aka who the jewish people don't think is actually the lord i don't know yeah what what like but mike that's the beautiful thing I, i i i might be in the minority here i love the, no, Nick, you're I, a major. <laughs> in many instances, yes, but in in my in my opinion on this, I love when Christmas becomes a holiday of just general goodwill and being slightly better. I love the removing of the religious aspect from it because first off, all the fun stuff about Christmas was taken from the pagans anyway. But I like when you can make a song where, as you said, Mike, it's literally technically about the baby Jesus, but Buster Rhymes just comes in and is saying, whatever holiday you celebrate, have a great one. I love that. Uh, uh, Disagree with your historical context there, Nick. While Christmas, modern day Christmas tradition pulls quite a bit from other assimilated pagan traditions, the act of gift-giving is completely centered on the fact that Christ received gifts on the day of his birth. So, Steve, that's what you think Christmas is all about? Getting gifts? That's what everyone else thinks it's about. You fucking know it. Literally, the title of Justin Bieber's album, Under the Mistletoe, that was borrowed from pagan traditions. Christmas trees borrowed from pagan traditions. You know, I I don't want to be that, like, high school atheist asshole who argues, well, actually... But I'm just saying, I like I like that Buster Rhymes is less concerned with the fact that the song is about the baby Jesus and more about how he needs to get to the studio and shout out his Twitter followers. What? Nick, whatever, I've got whatever, no whatever, Nick. issue with a lot of Christmas songs incorporating the other holidays. I think it's a beautiful thing. Like, baby, it's cold outside. Like, light some <laughs> menorah candles while I pour these drinks. Like, sure. Or like you know when they're like oh like there's uh talking about all the toys and time in the square or whatever or like yeah, yeah I don't know they wish wish happy Kwanzaa happy Hanukkah I'm just saying this specific song is literally about a kid that wants to give Jesus a present yes oh no Mike I I I you're a hundred percent right in your assessment and I just Buster I- Rhymes came in and talked about getting a tweet on his phone. <laughs> And eating food and getting eggnog all over the fucking place. And then got to go with his family members, drop some gifts off, and then to the studio. And it's like, we have been totally taken out of the element of whatever the hell's going on. And then he just walks in and he's just like, uh, yo, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. 
Mike, and, you're, and, you are 100% right. I just think the song is like a mess and a slightly sacrilegious one, but in a fun way. It has nothing to do with the drum. Of course it doesn't. We don't, Buster Rhymes he doesn't could talk have about literally a drum at all. thrown this in. He doesn't, I think he didn't even know what the song was about. He just walks <laughs> in and he goes, hey, guys, uh, ooh, how much time we got? <laughs> all right, look, I, I, got, I got a night. He, he phoned it in. Yes, here's the, beats per, here's, the beats, here's the beats per minute. It's going to be on one of the Christmas songs. We don't know which one. Uh, just just, just say something. And Buster Rhymes, because he's so talented, was probably able to whip this up in about 10, 15 minutes, just drawing from his real-life experience of driving to the studio. <sighs> oh, it's so, like it's such a mess. It's such a... Because now, <laughs> now Justin Bieber is back uh, talking about uh, Baby Jesus again. Okay, unrelated to Justin Bieber's version of this, I never got that part of the original song. The Ox and Lamb Kept Time. Were they, like, tapping their hooves along? Through the magic of Christ, yes. I guess. Doing some weird polyrhythms, but they still got it. You know, they've become entranced and patting their hooves in, you know, in unison with, with the movement of the drum beats. Keeping that quarter time. It's a beautiful thing, Nick. Oh, that's right, Mike. I haven't leaned into your expertise on percussion at all, quarter time. Yes, that's right. We are a music podcast. <laughs> I don't like the idea of animals having better rhythm than me. <laughs> who's got better Who's got better rhythm, an ox or a white guy? Ooh, it's a toss-up. I don't know. <laughs> they can at least gallop in a specific, like, cadence. Yeah, how's your running form, Steve? I'm sorry that I can't keep time as well as beasts of burden. Oh, so I don't know if you guys missed this, but it takes, it takes, this is like the fifth right turn this song has taken, but it's still somehow not back to where it was. Now it's about uh, how you're not giving to charity. Well, okay, mister, I'll give a drum for a present. You Wait, know, you like, about, are you talking about the drummer <laughs> boy or Justin Bieber? Because I'm very confused now as to whether they're two separate entities or they're the same thing in this song. It's tough to say. I'm sure there's a lot of starving people back then, too, Nick. I go including so including even more. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. For Christ's sakes, they, they, were, literally. In a, they were in a barn. <laughs> they couldn't even afford it in the end. There was no room for them. Literally, for Christ's sake. <laughs> for Christ's sake, give me a room. Literally. My wife is giving birth. What do you mean you don't have any space? I mean, we can't even come into the like the main office. Oh, man. Jesus Christ is about to be born. <laughs> Here's what I will say. I did do my research before we uh, needlessly besmirched Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber is very philanthropic. Ah, there's a right besmirched. That's yes. good. He has <laughs> Justin Bieber himself has donated too many charities. He seems to be very. I, I don't know if any of this coincided with his born againness following his marriage, um, but now, granted, I can acknowledge that it's good that he's doing that. Does the does the song "Drummer Boy" featuring Busta Rhymes need to have a sudden right turn in which he says um, it's about time for you to um, act merrily? And it's crazy how some people say they don't care when there's people uh, on the street with no food. It's not fair. I guess the sentiment is not a bad one. I just don't understand what that has to do with anything. Although, you know, I I feel like this is, if this song were an improv scene, the base reality's gone. I don't know what's happening. So if you want to talk about charity, sure. I also read that as not being about um, people starving and more about food fairs. Oh, is it? It's not a fair? (laughs) It's it's the it, people on the street with no food. It's not fair. And I immediately <laughs> thought he was talking about a, a street fair. Oh, like people are people don't pe- people walking around with no corn dogs or chicken fingers. Steve, you're a funnel cake. hundred percent right. When there's people on the street with no food, it's not a fair. There ha- <laughs> if there's people on the street with food, you could argue that it's a food fair. 
It's a, a street fair. fair with food. Yes. <laughs> to be fair. See, brilliantly observed. I missed that, but I think you're 100% right. This is about food fairs. Some people say they don't care when there's people on the street with no food. It's not fair. It's about time for you to act narrowly. It's about time for you to give to charity. Fairly. Narrowly. I think that was a miss because the actual lyric shows yeah. it's about time for you to act merrily. But he yeah. sounds like he's is it just because I was reading it while I was saying it. I think yeah, I think so, that's so. Here's the thing: narrowly, narrowly could theoretically be the adverb form of ne'er, as in never have, as in the shortened, you know, like the shortened old English ne'er. I've I ne'er have been to this place. And as we said, if like, it's, if there's an old English Shakespearean interpretation, that's probably what Justin Bieber meant. But that's well, what I mean. I I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around the person who heard this lyric for the lyric video thought that Justin Bieber was using the adverb form of a Middle English term for never have. Like, how did he wrap his mind? That's got to be what he, like, the thought process that the whoever wrote this went into to get to that conclusion when you could have just spent far less energy assuming he said merrily, <laughs> As opposed to attributing decades worth of grammatical and English language research to Justin Bieber. I don't know, Steve. I think this person may have been right on the money with the narrowly. I think Justin Bieber's been saying merrily incorrectly his entire life. Well, he is Canadian. Up until 17. (laughs) He is Canadian. Canadians don't have Christmas. It's uh, it's called, it's called, uh, it's called snow meat. (laughs) Snow meat? Snow meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you know, when it's, it's gets cold. When is Justin Bieber going to finally it, release the, his snow meat album? I've been uh, waiting that, for that. That's what I offer my girlfriend when I'm in an Eskimo oh, or in Alaska. Oh, wait, wait. Is that, I feel like that was more offensive than it was supposed to be. No, it's not <laughs> the song tops your The song tops your report. More offensive than it was supposed to be. Fridays at 5 on Fox. <laughs> Okay. Now, okay. Oh, he's preaching. Get off. Get off your your soapbox drum stand, man. I'm. I'm (laughs) No, don't do that. Just move that part to the first part of the song because you're. It, it gives it this sense of importance that the first part of the song has to be all about how awesome I am. And the latter half of the song needs to be about people who are cold and starving on the street. Like, move that to the front part, man. That's the important part to sing about. But then the song wouldn't, people would get confused. Am I listening to Drummer Boy? I'm deeply confused right now. Why didn't he start using his dumb beats to tell me about all the all the turkeys he handed out to all the homeless people, huh? Why, why didn't he tell me all the great things he did instead of banging away on a fucking snare drum in front of a baby? Like, all right, buddy, you've you done a lot. You're doing a lot of nice things. You, uh, you're putting yourself out there on Christmas. You're making sure everyone you know, every person you walk by isn't suffering. Like, fuck you. It sucks walking through goddamn New York City and not being able to help everybody. But what do you what are you supposed I, to do? I actually agree with Mike's sentiment. Yeah, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Just <laughs> that that second to last part about walking through New York and and feeling powerless. I also find it ironic that the actual lyrics to Little Drummer Boy involved the vocalist saying, "I am a poor boy too," and when Justin Bieber, at the height of his powers, is singing those lyrics. It's just a no. I think I think he was singing about how much he wanted a po boy. Oh, that I think, I think he was just hungry. <laughs> he's he's oh, he's hungry. That was a request wants, to his manager that slipped into the song. Yeah, he wants he just I wants want a chicken a sandwich. Po boy too. It's like Justin. Are you sure we should talk about how much you want a po boy after you talked about all the starving people? The only thing starving is me right now for some po boy. Po' boy, it's the classic meat snow dinner that we have here in Canada. Snow meat. Snow meat. First of all, meat was not a food reference, but a reference as it's like a moot, like a meat where like the, the, the whole of the village meets when the oh. snow falls to celebrate. Oh. <laughs> not M-E-A-T, M-E-E-T. Sorry, Mike and I, I guess we were just hungry because we both went to the same one. Oh, yeah, snow meat. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> 
All right, but Justin Bieber is is. I got some snow meat. You got a place I can thaw this thing? Oh God! Need a nice. You got like a bowl of water that's room temperature? Oh. <laughs> nope, Mike. Nope. Nope. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> Don't. Oh, there's no water there yet. I'll make some. Don't you worry. <laughs> Somebody that can help, so I think some of you need to act up. Give a chance to a drive, let's change the glow, 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 that it's my job to be better? Steve, that he has Justin no Bieber agency? has donated more money to charity than you have. Yes, but what is his reason for doing so? Is his reason to assuage guilt? Is his reason to, out of a pure sense of altruism? Is it trying to make up for the fact that he, I don't know, pissed in somebody's mop bucket once upon a time? Steve, can it be a, a combination of all of those at different points in his life? No, people have to be perfect or it doesn't work. Also, Nick, I would argue that is it the amount of money a person gives or the percentage of the money of which they earn. That Oh, careful, to- Mike. You're, you're getting close to socialism here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he probably saved a lot of money on his taxes for giving those millions of dollars to charity, which is fine. It is... It's a no, it doesn't. That- it completely negates an act of charity to get a tax break for it. You're getting money back for charity? That's the opposite it's, of it, charity. It, it's just shimmying money around. It's money you're taking from the government in order to pay charities. Gosh, well, you know, Uncle Sam, if we had a flat tax that didn't punish people for being more successful and more generally brilliant than other folks, the poor, dumber people, then maybe I could give more to charity. You know, maybe think about it. Yes, I think that's what Drummer Boy featuring Buster Rhymes is all about. <laughs> and on that note, actually, it's just about dumb, but there's just one last little bit Justin Bieber really wants to get across. He's the drummer boy, so do or do it. There's conflicting accounts, but his his last request as the drummer boy, which I don't know if this is directed to the baby Jesus or to the listeners or to Busta, who I guess is still at the nativity scene, um, or he's trick-or-treating. Or he's time-traveling in or the DeLorean. Or he's but regardless, can it be all three? Can it be all three of those things at the same time? That's a stupid argument, Steve. Who would make that? Uh, so, so yeah, that is Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes by Justin Bieber. Just one of several timeless classics from his Under the Mistletoe album. I didn't like it. No, no, you didn't. I kind of do. Like I said, it's 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 so wonderfully messy and had no basis in terms of like what the song was supposed to be about. Like, are we doing a straight cover of this song? Is it Justin Bieber, like, pretending to be the drummer boy and adding some lyrics? Is it Busta Rhymes just talking about his commute to the studio? It's all of those things. <sighs> and in a way, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Oh, don't, don't miss an, I Nick, I think it was perfect for a song topsy. But boy, was it just, yeah, it was a mess. Just that part at the end where he talks about how Everyone should give a little more than they get every season. You should do that. Do as he says, not as he does. But he does give to charity. I specifically researched that just to make sure we weren't like saying, oh, what a selfish asshole. Are his motives pure? I almost don't think that matters. I think that actually, and I think the new Justin Bieber, I don't know, maybe he's a good guy. It's tough to say. I didn't like what he did to Selena Gomez, though. That no, wasn't very not cool. That was uh, just like how Buster Rhymes said, "Cool." That was equally not cool. What Justin Bieber did. <sighs> well, I love Buster Rhymes. I did not. I but like I said, his contribution was 
phoning it in. Literally, he had his BlackBerry on him. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know what? Thank you so much for listening, everyone. You can follow us on our social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That would be the greatest gift to us. Uh, much better than a stupid drum beat. Uh, and you can follow me personally um, on my Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. And Mr. Mike Russell, where can everyone find you? Yes, you can find me on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, I think the greatest gift of all is an Apple review. Because for, oh, for, yes, Christ, for, for, for Christ's sakes, five stars preferably, it is, uh, it is a nice indication of how y'all feeling. Let us know. And send us some song suggestions for our next listener-submitted episode come 2021. And, um, and yeah, why don't you tell us what your gift to Jesus Christ himself would be? Would it be a song? Would it be some Canadian coins? Would it be some snow? You mean meat? loonies? What? You mean loonies? <laughs> loonies, the old Looney Tunes. Did you ever? Did you guys ever see that uh, Canadian remake of the uh, Sergio Sergio Leone movies, uh, Fistful of Loonies? No, no, <laughs> no, never Is seen. Is it good? That? Okay. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I will I'll look into that. Uh, and Steve, okay. where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at YourManTrollo, on my website, StephenTrollinger.com, and uh, check us all out on the Dapper Devil Productions website when you get a chance uh, for some of our content there. Oh my god, beautiful, succinct, wonderful, Steve. Thank you. Uh, yeah, guys, that's how it's done. That's <laughs> how professional does it. Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. We will have more uh, Christmas music coming to you next week. And until then, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm narrowly listening to this again. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. Trick or treat, motherfucker.